1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And on the breakaway, McDavid's goes! Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my
0: English is good enough to find it, another word for it right now. And
1: the century mark has been achieved in Game 53.
0: He's
1: one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. I'm James Neal, They're, They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Draisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Draisaitl, one timer from an. Are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith Jar This is Ryan nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pull Your army back barring in. One save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. The Edmonton Oilers clinch the playoff spot. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 six, Chad.
0: Up with the best police song of all time. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. We close out the week on the Friday edition of Oilers Now with lots coming up here over the course of the next uh, 8 to 12 days in the National Hockey League. Uh, by the way, just as an aside, for purely self-indulgent reasons, something that we would often be accused of doing on the show, Brendan, you never go wrong with the police. Tell me why you elected to open up uh With uh, the police today.
1: Uh, Agreed. And nothing to do with Sting today, but Stuart Copeland, the drummer of Sting, was born this day in 1952. I saw the police
0: at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, Geez, that has to be at least 15 years ago now, maybe more. Pretty sure it was like 0506 or 0405 because Scott Housen was still in town at that time as the Oilers' assistant general manager to Kevin Lowe. So that's how far back that goes. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and IT and supplies. Coming up on today's edition of the show. In the first half hour, uh, we'll get to our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We'll play a little bit of Oilers Now trivia. Uh, it's going to challenge some of you. It's certainly going to be a bit of an issue for maybe those of you that are under the age of, say, 25 to 28. And, and don't think that we don't respect your interests on the show. We certainly get feedback on the uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line. But we'll play Oilers Now trivia today for Pro-Am Sports. And we're going to go back uh, a ways to a real interesting human interest story. Elliot Friedman today at 1235 for NHL Hockey at Rogers for our friends at the River Creek Resort and Casino at 105 today Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta we'll have a little story that we're going to get to uh, early in the segment and, uh, and most of the conversation obviously over the course of the next week and a half plus is going to be around the, the protected list which have to be in tomorrow for the National Hockey League, uh, each respective team. Then the expansion draft, which takes place on the 17th, or check that, the 21st, uh, the NHL draft, the 23rd and 24th. Reed Wilkins and myself will have coverage all Friday night next week as well as Saturday day uh, for rounds one and then rounds uh, two and on. Of course, the Oilers do not have a second or third round draft choice for this upcoming draft, but they do have a number one pick at number 19 overall. So lots in that regard. So Elliott at 1235, spec today at 105, and the man that knows the numbers as well as anybody from puckpedia hart levine will join us at 135 to talk about uh, cap space to talk about the significance of the moves that teams like minnesota made buying out to uh, zach parisi and ryan Suter. it amazes me how many people out there think oh all well, the owners should have just waited and they could have gotten Ryan and suitor um you know there are challenges at times attracting specific types of players i would suggest you that I do think Edmonton's ability to do so to attract players, specifically for Canadian players, is probably at a higher rate than in the past. But as a rule of thumb, uh, and I'll you know what I'll give credit where credit's due. There's a piece by Jason Greger on Oilers Nation that talks about sort of some of the uh, it just illustrates the 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 caliber of American player that ends up signing as a free agent in Canadian markets, not exactly at the the highest end. And that's, that's comes with the territory unless there's massive overpayment. Speaking of overpayment, I got to I got to get into this here because uh, we'll go fairly quickly into our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Get your AC today. If no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Yesterday, yesterday, uh, TSN's Darren Drager reported sources say that the Maple Leafs have granted Zach Hyman's agent, Todd Reynolds, permission to speak with other NHL clubs to investigate trading his rights. I will tell you that uh, in the recon that I've done, it's my belief right now that Zach Hyman is not only going to get overturned, he's going to get overpaid. There are lots of teams interested in Hyman. A lot of them like his industriousness, his competitiveness, his drive, and there are several organizations that think that's the sort of player uh, that can complement elite top-end players. Again, I think Hyman... I've talked to people last night that suggested to me that were analytics-driven that Zach Hyman's going to be the next David Clarkson. But when you talk to hockey people, they seem to have the belief that Hyman's the type of player that would be perfect if you had skill, top-end talent. Um... Today, Ryan Rashog mentioned uh, of TSN, and we'll redirect from his tweet here. Gabriel Landeskog has to be a consideration for the Oilers. Checks a lot of boxes from style of play to leadership, playoff performer. Wonder if they go north of seven million for him over six or seven years would take some juggling. Uh, he'd get either ninety-seven or twenty-nine as a center, which would be enticing. All of which is true. I still think ultimately Colorado will sign Landeskog. I'm not sure what's happened there. Uh, That is a pretty well-run organization. Something happened to that team during the course of the playoff series against Vegas. Now, I had some people suggest to me that Ryan Graves woke up the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's not forget that Colorado was, you know what, kicking the Vegas Golden Knights 4-0 in the opening game. And then Graves went and planted an elbow right in the face of Matthias Janmark. And it was on the rest of the way. And one thing about Vegas under Kelly McCrimmon... Uh, and uh, George McPhee, they got a tough team. That might not be the type of team you have to read situations as a player. That might not be the type of team that you go in and fill in one of their European players when they're rolling out the likes of Ryan Reeves and Keegan Colzar and Carrier's running around. And They got a tough team. And the Vegas Golden Knights physically abused the Colorado Avalanche, the rest of that way in the series. And the turning point for me was the hit that was landed by Graves on Matthias Yamark. Now, that said, I want everybody to completely understand this. If it's me, I would have kept Ryan Graves over Samuel Girard with Colorado. I, I Colorado's been a successful team. Some people think the Oilers aren't close to the Avalanche. Might be a fair comment. Others think that the owners are just a year behind or two years behind. Let's not forget the sixteen seventeen 17 Colorado Avalanche, as bad as it's been at Edmonton for specific years, it was never that bad as what Colorado went through that year. And I know a couple people in that organization. Uh, Jamie Porter, by the way, just went there as a uh, amateur scout. Good guy. Congratulations. Former Edmonton Oil Kings director of scouting was with Swift Kern a few years ago uh, when Manny Viveros was there. Uh, just got announced yesterday as a new amateur scout with that organization. So congrats to Jamie. Colorado's a well-run team. They've got an extensive analytics department. they got a general manager-in-waiting, Chris McFarland. that is... Not a former player and not a sexy sellout there uh, to, to hockey fans, but as the type of guy that gets stuff done. But personally, if it was me, I probably would have kept Graves over Girard. And the reason why I would have done that is because they have Makar and they have Bowen Byram. And I might have wanted kind of, you know, to me, Graves is a fairly effective shutdown. That said, read between the lines of what happened there. It was interesting, real interesting, uh, the decision. And then they got a second-round draft choice. And for the record, I'm not sure that same deal gets made with the Edmonton owners. For those of just I know enough of the Colorado situation. They're, they're kind of watching to see what's happening in Edmonton and seeing when it's going to come together. Edmonton, again, 12th and 11th the last two years. Not as good a team as Colorado, but maybe a year behind in the cycle of Colorado. Nathan McKinnon, the number one pick in the 2013 NHL draft. So, Landeskog, I still think Colorado gets some. I'm not sure what's ha- like. Some people think something occurred with uh, Bedner during the course of the Vegas series when he called his team out after the one loss. I'm surprised Landeskog isn't signed. I think he ultimately signs. Um, would I go seven times seven on Landeskog? Oh. He's very similar to Honors Lee as a player. I do think that Zach Hyman will get minimum six times six, and the irony is. There very well could be a player if he was to go to free agency, relative to those two, that might be, might go for less than maybe some people think he would, and that's Taylor Hall. I, I think Taylor's a pretty good player. I know a lot of you aren't Taylor Hall fans. So, However, there's a lot of you that are. Uh, I, and I think that some people are of the belief, well, could the Oilers end up with Hyman and Tomas Tatar? I don't know how much of a haircut Tatar would be willing to take anywhere. Yeah, but I do know this. If the Oilers don't get a, let's say let's say the Leafs somehow salvage Hyman and Boston signs Hall and Colorado signs Landeskog, Rich Winter is going to make an effort to put Tomas Tatar and Edmonton at that stage. So things to watch. Uh, again, don't think that maybe the same deal would have been in play for Graves to Edmonton as it was ultimately to New Jersey. Going to be intrigued to watch what New Jersey does here carrying forward as well. Expansion draft list to get into tomorrow. Uh, as it stands right now, here's my list. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Paul Yarvey, Yamamoto, Cassian, and Archibald. Those are my seven forwards. The three defensemen, because we've got nothing on Adam Larson right now. So the three defensemen, the birthday boy today, Duncan Keith, along obviously with Darnell Nurse and Ethan Baer. And I believe Stuart Skinner will be the goaltender that is uh, protected by the Oilers. And I envision the Seattle Kraken claiming Juju Arqueira. So we'll see if I'm right at twelve seventeen on a Friday in Edmonton. I'm not always right. It's kind of how it works. All right. When we come back in Oilers Now, we are going to get to Oilers Now trivia for our friends at Pro-Am Sports and we'll get into the Oilers now Audio Vault as well for direct workwear. It is 12:17 in Edmonton you're listening to Oilers now.
1: Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad
0: at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780 4960063. Everything's back up and at them at the River Cree. The patio open daily for all ages between 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. they got a honeymoon suite coming in on July 31st at the River Cree. And uh, Burger and Tap 25, Italia, all our locations in the River Cree. Uh, Full-blown. If you want to wear a mask, you can. They've got masks for you when you come in. Your option at the River Cree Resort Casino excitement bet on it. Texas, and a lot of you have on the ta- Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com. Again, momentarily, we will play Oiters Now trivia for ProM Sports, but not before we go into the Oiters Now. Audio Vault is brought to you by Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. It's funny because uh, we had text yesterday saying, Bob, you only put guests on the show that agree with signing uh, uh, Duncan Keith. Well, what I would suggest to you is there's there's a lot of hockey people that seem to think that they're not signing but trading for Duncan Keith. There's a lot of hockey people that don't mind the player. Here's Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network, his thoughts on uh, the Oilers' newest player
1: relative to who he is and what I believe he still can do. There are other players that are third line players that are making five million dollars. And quite frankly that are excellent. Don't get me wrong. I love Yanni Gordon Tampa. Yanni Gord, Barclay Goudreau sure. and uh and and of course Blake Pull. Coleman those guys are amazing. They won the Stanley Cup in the Stanley Cup final for them, along with Lefty, yes, Kutra, but that line was the best line in the Cup final, hands down, shift to shift, game to game, right? Yeah. Now, Goudreau, Goudreau hits UFA. Blake Coleman hits UFA. Now, if I'm running a club, do I really want Blake Coleman to be a $5 million guy? <sighs> Depending on where we are cap-wise. Would I love him a lot more in the fours? Of course. right? But all that to say, if you're getting Duncan Keith for what you're getting him for, I don't care what stage of his career. It's not like there's a lot of turn that's left, and you're getting him at that number for Duncan Keith when there's other players. I mean, look at Charlie Coyle. I love what Charlie Coyle could and should be, but he leaves me wanting a lot more for what he is and slash isn't in Boston, and he isn't around five. So who would you rather have at this stage, Charlie Coyle or Duncan Keith? I mean, it's pretty It's pretty simple to me. So oh. I, I'm, I'm, bullish. I'm bullish on the Duncan Keith Got position. It.
0: Yeah, and again, uh, you'd be surprised how many people have reached out. Brendan, you know that. <laughs> I showed you a couple of them on uh, on the Oilers acquisition of Duncan Keith and the, uh, the roles those individuals play. All right, here we go. Uh, we're going to go to Oilers Now trivia. It's brought to you by Pro-Am Sports, your fan cave and fan gear source for all things Oilers in Edmonton or St. Albert and online at proamsports.ca. First of all, let's establish this. Brendan? Had you heard of this player when I uh, sent you the text this
1: morning? No, Bob. He was playing while my parents were still children, so I have not.
0: <laughs> there we go. Geez, your parents are young. Because um, I was a kid and saw this guy. Wait a sec. Maybe that means I'm old. Here's the first hint a Western Canadian player. And here's how Upper grabs a $50 gift certificate to Pro Am Sports $50 GC plus bragging rights, because this is a tough question. And you got to jump aboard on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at 780 63 So, a Western Canadian player that played in the National Hockey League. That's your first hint. Hit number two. The team he played for was the first NHL team to beat a Russian team. And he scored a goal as a fan favorite in this game. Again, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Flores text line, 780-496-0063. So old, old school player, okay? Old school player and a guy that was part of a team that was the first NHL team to beat a Soviet team. It's a bit of a hint. Okay? Soviet team. So that's how far back we're going. Uh, next hint: played on a team with the French connection. Western Canadian player played on a team with the French connection. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three from Western Canada was part of a team that was the first team to beat a soviet team, first nhl team played on a team with the french connection so now i've given you the team hint number 4 after his playing career was charged with murder after his playing career was charged with murder 7804960063 His teammates rallied around him. He was ultimately acquitted. Hint number five. Both his father and he ended up being murdered. Both his father and he ended up being murdered. You should get it at that point. 780-496-0063. I think... uh, is Dino Bambino the first one that's gonna get it here
1: uh, no we got somebody at uh, 1225 who got it just in ahead of Dino um, we don't have a name yet I'll work on that okay well uh, we'll, continue, we'll, we'll I mean it's
0: we could give up the name the guy's one of the most famous folklore stories you'll ever have Player we're looking for was Brian Spinner Spencer, who on December twelfth, nineteen, he was dropped fifth round May, uh, pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Played for the old Estevan Bruins in the WCHL, and on December twelfth, nineteen seventy, when Spencer was called up to play for the Leafs in what would be his first NHL game, uh, his father Roy uh, Spinner Spencer was from Fort St James. His father Roy was a trapper. Uh, his father uh, went in and drove to Prince George. Uh, where the closest uh, CBC affiliate was at that time. This was the first year the Canucks were in the NHL, and so Hockey Night in Canada was going to show the Canucks against the California Golden Seals instead of the Maple Leafs game. And the father tried to hold up the uh, television station, and uh, the station switched the game over to the Maple Leaf game, but his father, Roy, Spencer was confronted by the RCMP, and after a brief standoff, Roy Spencer was shot and killed. After seven several seasons with the uh, Leafs and the Islanders, Spencer became a fan favorite with the Buffalo Sabers in the mid 1970s. Uh, During the course of the mid 70s, the Sabers beat the Soviet Wings 12 to six. He scored a goal in that game. He was a solid two-way player. He finished his career in the late 1970s. He was uh, charged with attempted, uh, or uh, with murder and kidnapping, charged with kidnapping, murder, and was going to face the death penalty. Spinner Spencer was. His former Buffalo Sabre teammates rallied around him. Ultimately, he was, uh, the jury uh, returned a not guilty verdict. Spencer attempted to change his life, but uh, still had some challenges. With some dependencies, it's quite the story. And three months later, Spencer would die under similar circumstances to his father as he was fatally shot in a robbery following a crack cocaine purchased in Riviera Beach in uh, Florida. It's quite the story, let me tell you. Marty Forbes just uh, passing me a message here. Marty's a longtime Edmonton broadcaster. He says, I worked with the newsman on duty at the TV station where Brian Spinner Spencer's father was killed, Tom Harrell. Uh, was his name so, or Hartnell was the name? Thank you very much, uh, Marty, for passing. That. It was, it's quite the story. Some of you may have seen uh, the. There was a book on his life called *The Gross Misconduct: The Life of Spinner Spencer*, It was written by Martin O'Malley, and adapted into a movie uh, which starred Paul Gross a little bit later on. Uh, quite the story. It was directed by Adam McGoy, who directed my favorite Canadian film of all time, *The Sweet Hereafter*. Brian Spinner Spencer, what a story! I mean, just cra- and I mean. He is from, Jim Playfair is from Fort St. John's, B.C., as is Larry Playfair. Sorry, Fort St. James, B.C. And Spinner Spencer's family, like, we're talking, this was was a different time as he grew up in the 1960s up there. I mean, his dad was a trapper. That's all you need to know quite the story we will uh take a. did we did you end up getting the name brendan we got that hammered out yet yeah congratulations darren w yeah. there you go nicely done darren w you knew it here's what we're gonna do we'll get to nhl today for elite promotional marketing coming up uh today at 12:55. we'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell oilers now with bob stoffer weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad